Welcome back to episode 113 of the MP Dude. This is Jeff, the MP Dude, giving nurse practitioners a voice. That's everyone's voice that is listening right now. I want to hear from you. I want to know what's going on. I know what, I want to know what's bugging you. I want to know what's bugging your friends. I don't care. Whatever's going on with you in your practice or in nursing or in business or in uh, anything that's going on out there, email me, jeff at the npdude.com. You can also catch me on Facebook. Give me a PM there um, as well. You can do it personally. I don't care. I've, I just became friends with, I don't know, six, six more of my closest friends are on Facebook. I don't know. But I'm cool with it. As long as you got something nursing, I'll accept your friendship. And uh, get a lot of a lot of contract questions. People are asking me, review my contract. I'm in Florida. I'm in Texas. I'm in Arizona. I'm in this. I'm in Ma- I can't do it, guys. I, got, I can only do Ohio. I wish, I wish, I wish I could. And I know people out there that are doing this illegally. And you got to be careful what you're doing. You can't cross state lines. And you better have a law license if you're doing contract review for people. If you're helping people negotiate, that is practicing law. Please be careful, people. I'm just backdoor of people saying stuff. Be careful. You're going to get in trouble. I promise you. It's not It's not cool. All right. We're at 1959, I think. We need 41, guys. Come on. Share the show. I got, geez, oh, Pete. It was like a lull. Everybody's Christmas shopping, I think. Everybody's in the holiday spirit. That's what I'm going with. <laughs> it's like, maybe I've capped out. Have I capped out, guys? I don't know. Is this as, is this as good as it's going to get? I don't know. I hope it gets better. I hope it gets better the show. I want to hit 5,000. That's my next target. Next year, I want to be over over 5,000. A year from a year from the end of this year, so a year and you know three weeks, four weeks, I want to be uh, 5,000 people following the show on a routine basis. I just I, I think it's I think it's got potential. I think it's only going to get better. Um, I think it's still average at best right now. Everybody seems to be be liking it. Still only one negative rating that I've seen. Um, but nobody tells me. If you don't like the show, tell me why. If it's just something you don't, you know, I'm not your t- cup of tea, I get it, but if there's something that's specifically wrong, if it's an opinion or something like that, I'm cool. Tell me what's, tell me why I suck. If I suck. All right. Um, chronic contractable shirts. I got a couple more people that want them. I need your address guys. I'm not going to send out how to pay yet. Um, until I get, uh, my actual order in and I physically have my hands on my first order that I placed because I don't want you having extended money to me and then for some wacky reason I have to have them reprinted or they spelled something wrong or something and I can't send them to you and then you know it's another six weeks or something and then you guys feel like you know Jeff's just stealing my money for no reason so I'm not going to send you that link until I physically have the shirts in my hand and then I'll send you the link and I'll even take a picture of me holding it. I don't care. Just to prove that I got the darn thing. And then I'll send it to you. I promise I'm not going to screw anybody over because it's just a, it's something fun to do. And um, I don't know. I think they look kind of cool. What do you guys think? Just shoot me uh, shoot me a post on uh, the Facebook thread that, that has that, uh, that, that picture that I posted on my Facebook. If you guys like it, tell me what you like. If you think it looks, could look better doing something else. If you're a graphics you know, type person and you want to tweak it, I'll take it. I don't care. Show me what you got if you like it or if you want something better. I'll, I'm open for anything. This is just me being non-artistic, uh, coming up with something that I think is kind of cool. So, um, 
Support the show, guys. I got a little bit of a lull after Thanksgiving. I had a great pop right through like the weekend after Thanksgiving. It was amazing. And then it's kind of tapered off on the Amazon affiliate link. So if you're uh, still doing your Christmas shopping, please consider supporting the show by using the Amazon affiliate link. Here's how you do it. You go to my website, thenpdude.com. The reason I'm saying this, guys, is because some people listen on iTunes and they don't get any of the text stuff from my website. So it's easier to do it when you just look at my website. I've got um, a hyperlink in every show that says click on Amazon Affiliate Link. It says Amazon Affiliate Link. You can click right on that or you can go right to my main page, scroll down or look at the, to the right side and you'll see the Amazon uh, banner there. You click on the banner. It takes you right to Amazon. You do the purchasing. You Otherwise, whatever. It doesn't cost you a dime more. What does it do? It kicks me a couple percent of your purchase. It's kind of nice. It's not a huge amount of money with every transaction, but it does add up and I'm going to use that money to help pay for web hosting, which is going to be coming due here shortly. And so uh, I want to make sure that um, that we keep this going. If you guys like it and want to support the show, I need your help to do it. So I appreciate that. There's also a donate button and um, I'm going to talk about that here in a second. That, uh, you know, if you feel the show's worth a, worth a buck, give it a buck. If you think an individual show's worth 50 cents or a buck, two bucks, five bucks, I don't care. I'll take it. If you think that you just want to do like a one-time donation of, you know, Jeff's doing a great job. I got a ton of information from him. I would have paid, you know, 30 bucks or 20 bucks or 50 or 100 bucks for that for a CME. Then uh, I'll take your money. I'm not going to lie. I appreciate it. I appreciate the support. I need every every dollar I can to keep this thing going. This isn't uh, this isn't a money maker for me. It's really just uh, something to do while I'm sitting in the car. It's a lot of fun. It's a way for me to learn from you guys, and it's also uh, I think helping people. So I think those are all good things. There's just uh, the only thing is is that it takes a little bit of my time, and that's that's okay. I donate that. Today's gonna be a rambling show. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> it's gonna, I'm, I'm exhausted. I've been working extra at work because of uh, situational things in the office, people being out, situations just, just kind of exploding, and uh, so I'm working longer hours. I'm seeing more patients, and I'm doing more charting from home just to try to keep up my head above water. But I am happy to say I have all my charts closed every day within 12 hours after leaving the office. So nanny nanny boo boo. They're all done. Um, and I don't, it just maybe increases my anxiety having these things hanging over my head. And I can't go more than a day without closing my charts. I just, it drives me nuts. So if I go into a weekend, I got to close them like Saturday morning or just, just drives me crazy all weekend. Constantly thinking about it, getting it done. And, um, so it's just been really busy. And so I, I've not been able to reply to as many emails from you guys. I'm seeing a lot of stuff that's the same type of questions. I usually will send back a quick answer and point you in the direction of a show. And I apologize to you guys that have been sending me information, sending me sending me emails, but I just haven't had time to dig through it. And I'm sure I will over the weekend or maybe next week. So hopefully once things stabilize at work, I can do more shows. But right now I want to talk about, um, well, let's do this first. I've got somebody I want to talk about, actually two people I want to talk about today, and they both said I can use their name, so I'm cool with this. The first thing I want to do is I want to talk about a, um, a situation, and I'm going, to, I'm going to tell the story, and then I'm going to tell you why. So I'm sitting here in my kitchen after, after work one day, I'm waiting for my family to get home, and I'm, I'm uh, in the process of you know getting dinner or something, I don't know, it was mundane home stuff. And um, I get an email from Chronic Intractable Ian, okay? 
and I've talked about Ian, I mentioned him in the past, and uh, Ian's a smart guy, he's always got good comments, always got good questions, and he's a student right now, and so it's, I think, an important point that that he's he's supporting my show and listening and following because he's got a vested interest in kind of knowing what some of this stuff is, and, and, and it is uh, information that's not well taught in school. In, in medical liability and, and nurse practitioner liability and scope of practice and, and insurance issues and all that stuff just isn't covered. And if it is covered, it's usually not done well. And um, even if it's done well, it's done so quickly and glossed over that the importance of it is, is really lost in school. So I think, I think Ian's got a vested interest in listening to the show. And, and uh, so I do appreciate his, his, um, his support. Well, I get an email from him and it says... Um, he goes, dude, I, I, I've been listening to your show. I've listened to all your shows, and, and, and I really like what you do. And you've kind of, you know, you've kind of spurred me to uh, start a podcast. And so I'm like, oh, okay, this is cool. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I, I truly believe there is tons of space for people that have something good to say to do it. And I'll, <laughs> if they got something good to say, I'm going to listen. So he does a podcast, and he says, here's just my, you know, first, first run. And he sends me the link, and I listened to it, and I was blown away. It was fantastic. It was absolutely fantastic. His podcast is called Clinical Appraisal, and I'm going to give you a little bit of information about who Ian is. To the best of my ability, he does a show on who he is, and uh, so I encourage you to go listen to that. And I'll put a link in the show notes on how to get to Ian's podcast. But Ian is um, he's kind of a cool dude. He's got a background in psychology, and, and uh, he works in research. So his, his, his background is, is tearing apart research articles and applying them in either, either new studies or just for clinical practice. And, and so this is what he does for a living. And, and so his podcast is themed on, and I, and I can imagine, Ian, that, that it's going to be even more broad-based than what you think. It's going gonna, it's gonna to morph from what you've got, but you've got plenty of content that you could just go and tear this apart and do what you do and do a podcast on tearing apart nursing studies, nursing research, and how it's applied to clinical practice. Or, or more, more to the point, how it's not being applied to clinical practice and maybe should be. And um, I've listened to everything Ian's done. He's got, I don't know, seven or eight, I don't know, six, seven, eight podcasts out there now. Some of them are, uh, are based purely on here. I'm going to rip this this um, research article apart, and he's done that in a couple times. And some are a little bit softer, and it's more just kind of like what I do, and it's just kind of talking about something that's that's going on. And uh, I particularly liked the the episode that he did on how abstracts are being misused in practice. Because we, you know, we as clinicians are very busy. We read the abstract, we skip to the conclusion, and we tend to tend to do that without getting into the numbers and taking the real amount of time that it takes to validate whether the conclusion in the abstract even purport what the numbers are, are saying. And so, I, I think it's fantastic what he's doing. And and so I really want to endorse this guy. I and and I just I, I really am excited for what he's doing. He's a very well spoken guy. Um, he's much more fluent in speaking than I am. I'm, I'm, like I said, I say it all the time. If you put me in front of a judge to be a lawyer, um, I would lose just because I can't articulate well compared to a lot of lawyers. And so I'm just going to get beat because of that. So that's never going to be a good, good fit for me. And, uh, 
but that's okay. That's not what I enjoy doing, anyways. But but Ian does. He's got this. He's got he's he's got good speech pattern. He speaks well. He's got uh, he's got great language use. Some words I'm like, what the hell is he saying? I don't know. So I gotta look this stuff up because he's he's just really well read and well spoken. And uh, and I'm not gonna drone on about him. He did a podcast on me and why he listens to my show. And this is not a re uh, you know I'm, I scratch your back, you scratch mine. That's not at all what this is intended for. I really think Ian's, and I told him when, when when I talked to him on the phone when I first when I first started discussing podcasting with him. I told him, you know, I really believe in what the topic is. If your topic wasn't good, I wouldn't be excited about it. Or if your delivery was just too bland, I would have said, "Well, that's interesting. Thanks for letting me know, and uh, keep me posted how things go." And I might keep listening, but I might not endorse it. But I'm telling you, this guy's got something. So I'm going to encourage you guys to sign up for. Uh, subscribe to him. He's on iTunes. It's called Clinical Appraisal. Um, Ian Lane is the name. Great show. Good job, guy. I mean, you're doing a great job. Keep it up. I hope you keep doing it. It's going to get more challenging. You're in school. He's doing a bunch of other stuff. He's got a, he's doing a PhD as well, I think. Yeah, you're doing a PhD, buddy. Um, and a DNP and FNP. So the guy's going to be like super acclaimed doing this. If you keep doing this and then have all the credentialing behind you, name-wise, letters-wise, then, um, man, this is going to work out great for you. This is going to be something that could propel you into something different and uh, could be really fantastic for you. So I really encourage you to keep going with it. And um, if there's anything I can ever do to help, man, let me know. The um, The other thing I, I want to talk about real quick was um, chronic intractable Paul out in Washington. I keep saying Oregon, and I apologize, Paul. You always say Oregon. I don't know why I do that, but he's in Washington. Pacific Northwest Paul. That's going to be your new nickname. Um, I think you got like three or four nicknames now. Always supportive of the show. Always kind words. Always great ideas. Things outside of the box. And one of the things I want to talk about with, with about Paul was, and, and I asked him if I could talk about this. He didn't get back to me, but he said I could use his name. So I'm going to use not enough situations about Paul, but I'm going to just, I, I want to point out something. This guy goes and gets it. And, and by it, I mean anything he wants. And that's what I want you guys to do. If you want to do something, you go do it. You know, and I see all these Facebook posts all the time about, I can't get a job, I've been waiting nine months. Like, uh, yeah, it sucks, it's hard. Go do something that's going to make you better or more marketable than the next guy. This guy is doing it, Paul's doing it. So he's he, he's contacting people in, uh, in, um, in um, untraditional ways. He's finding people in, in the industry through other channels. He's not afraid to reach out to them. And, and ask for things and ask for help instead of just beating around the bush or burying your nose in your book while you're in school and assuming that it's going to fall in your lap when you're done. That doesn't happen. You have to be out there. You have to be involved. If you're not, it makes it that much harder for you to be known, liked, and chosen to work there in a certain place. Most jobs aren't going to be found on Indeed or on Glassdoor or anything. Some of them that will, but most of those jobs, by the time they hit those those websites, it's people that have passed those jobs up time and time again. So, do you really want those jobs? Uh, I don't know. If it's been posted on on Indeed for six months, that tells me that nobody wants to work there. Either the pay is so crappy that nobody can afford to to leave their RN job and go work there. 
or it's just such a disaster of an organization that people walk in the door and like, I don't even want to be involved in this. I'm going to lose my license. So it's all about who you know and how you work those those networks. And and Paul is, you know, he, just, he described a couple of situations. And dude, you are getting it done. And I love that. It's so inspiring. And and when I hear we hear him say things like, you know, keep doing what you're doing. I really appreciate it. I, I, I feel the same way back, man. I keep doing what you're doing. It's, it's inspiring to me to see people doing what they, they just got to do to get it done. And there's no excuses to do it. So I, I don't want to hear excuses anymore from anybody. I can't get a job. Yeah, that might suck. Volunteer somewhere until you get a job. Does that mean you have to work more time, spend more energy? Yeah, it does. It's just, it does. Do you have to spend time going to, you know, local chapter meetings of your state organization for nurse practitioners? Yep. Does it mean that you've got to go physically walk into offices and say hi to people and introduce yourself? Like, like all these pharmaceutical reps just come knocking on the doors all the time. Yeah, maybe it does. You got to do something. You can't sit on your, on your haunches and just assume that you're going to get this stuff when it happens, when you're done. The school uh, that I went to, the class that just graduated, I was talking to somebody that just graduated and it was in the program. And they said uh, three people out of their class have jobs. They just graduated in August. It's uh, December. Three people. It's tight out there in my area. But I've turned down three jobs this year. So why is that? Why is that the case? And that was three jobs since my, my, um, since taking the family practice job, and I've and I've had two, you know, the, the family practice job and an addiction specialist job. So I've, you know, I've had five opportunities, and I'm really not even looking. So there's a reason that that's that way. It's because you put yourself. You got to be willing to put yourself out there. The people that do that are going to get the opportunities first. You can't stick your nose in your book for two years and expect that it's just going to happen. So, Paul, congratulations to you for just making great connections. I am not worried for you as a provider, and I'm not worried at all for you to find a kick-ass job. So, great work, buddy. All right. All right, I'm, I'm done puffing people up. But it was just so inspiring, and I got that first thing this morning, and I was like, he was just like, I got to tell you about this. And, and it was so cool. So, I appreciate that. I may get into it in more detail if he says it's okay, um, just as an example of how he's making connections. But um, but I'm not going to say anything more about it until he lets me know. All right. I'm not going to go much longer, but I want to talk about something else because this is just the only thing that's kind of been... Um, I've been wanting to talk about it for a while, and I don't have it right in front of me, so it's going to be kind of short, but I want to open the door to talk about it, and I want to hear some things from you guys. So I'm already going to repost what you how to get with me. Email me, jeff at thenpdude.com. I want to hear from you guys. Here's what I want to hear about. My insurance plan for my malpractice is coming due, my renewal, and it's the same exact price as it was previously, which is good. Usually it goes up a buck or two or five, or sometimes you'll get a big jump if they realize that your scope of practice has changed, or they ask you information and you you know update things, or you have a claim against you or something like that. If your risk category changes, then it'll go up. But my policy stayed the same price. So I'm kind of thumbing through my policy again, just re-looking at it. You know, you get it the first time, you look through it, you remember what you think you got, and then you go through it again. And um, like anything in, in life, you constantly are learning. And if you're not, you're, you're failing at life, in my opinion. And so I'm looking through, not the declaration page, but there's almost always a one to two page handout that says, here's your summary of benefits under your policy. 
and I'm looking through it and I'm like, oh, okay, you know, I should probably talk about the things that are included in my insurance, you know, malpractice policy and uh, the big picture things. And I've talked about the insurance policies in the past and, and um, how to get them and, you know, what, what some of the basic big picture stuff means, but I've never really gone nitty gritty. Here's what this means. Here's what that means. And there's that kind of stuff. And so, and this is completely unscripted. So I apologize if I'm all over the place. But the thing about the insurance declaration page is it just gives you the summary of the policy limits and who it's with. And that's basically it. And that's usually what your credentialing people want is your deck page. And if it's if that's good enough, that's fine. You don't need to give them the whole policy. But when you look at the rest of the policy, you need to go through and look at what some of the main things are in there and whether you have it or not. So I'm going to talk about some of the ones that I noticed that I have and um, I'm sure it's going to get, no, let's roll this into another one podcast that's more in depth, but some of the things that I looked at, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm glad I got that, and I, I remember that, but I just, I kind of forgot that it was in there, and, you know, because you, you file it in the back of your mind, and, and you start working, and you're like, yeah, I got insurance, I'm good, and you kind of forget what you got. So, what you can see in your policy that is that is fairly typical, but not in all policies that you want to make sure you got are a couple things. One, you can choose your own lawyer. You don't get on a short list or a policy that says that we will supply an attorney for you to represent you on your behalf, blah, 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 blah. You want your own attorney who you know, trust, and love. Maybe not love. Maybe love. I don't know. And um, so that's a big a biggie for me because I, I want my own dude. I don't want to go through and, you know, it's not like an auto body shop where, you know, anybody can put a new bumper on. I want somebody that I click with that I know I trust that they're not going to just rape me on hours on how they're billing me and um, or, or possibly, you know, continually asking for continuances, which drags things out and makes it cost more money for everybody. So I want to be able to pick my own guy. And then the other thing that I saw in there that was that was interesting was that that I had a limit of I think it was 20 grand for attorney's fees for certain things that are above and beyond a malpractice claim. $20,000, if you get sued for, you know, significant serious injury, ain't a lot of cash. Um, but it's enough that it can maybe get you out and, you know, get a summary judgment or get you, you know, if you really are doing a good job and somebody just thinks you screwed up, then that might get you out quick and settle with the insurance claim. And that would be the best bet. But you can also get insurance for, or a policy coverage that will cover attorney's fees related other crap that might come up. So maybe you're not named as a you know, defendant in a case and you need legal represent, legal representation to fight a claim. Maybe you're just opposed. So do you, do you get legal fees paid for to just go sit in a deposition even though you are not named in, in the suit itself? So you're on the fringe of it and you get named. So maybe you sent somebody to a nephrologist and the nephrologist screwed up and then you know, you did everything 110% right and they, your, your patient loves you and is not going to sue you, but you still get deposed because of, you know, the, the facts of the case. Not as an expert witness. We talked about the difference between expert and factual witnesses in the past. Go back and re-listen. That's important distinction, by the way. But the, the, the insurance policy can step in and say, you know, you still need a lawyer. You're not going to go to a deposition without a lawyer. And if you do, you're, that's just the dumbest thing ever. Even me as an attorney, uh-uh, I'm going that way. I've got a buffer. My attorney can step in and say, nope, we're not going to answer that. 
And it's not me that's being argumentative, it's my attorney doing it. I can sit there and smile and be pleasant and proper and all that good stuff. And my lawyer's the one being a jerk. That's why you do that, because if you don't, then you get the lawyer to start shredding you. Why are you being so you know, obnoxiously arrogant? And you know, why aren't you just answering the question? And blah, 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 blah. Lawyers can jump in between that. So you need a lawyer for a deposition. Well, my policy covers me. Gives me a pretty hefty change, chunk of change for that too. Um, board actions. So you're not getting named in a lawsuit. You're not being deposed, but your state board says, yeah, we think you screwed up. Maybe you're prescribing something in, improperly or your scope of practice is in question. And um, you need to go sit in front of someone in your state capital and have to explain what the hell you did and why you did it and uh, pray that they don't, they don't yank your license or give you fines or anything else. You want a lawyer with you? Mine covers that too. I like it. I like my policy. I'm happy with my policy. It's pro-liability. I love it. It's uh, Mercer underwrites it, but it's pro-liability is the uh, is the main name. So go to proliability.com. I'm not endorsing them as like, you know, they're paying me. Not that I wouldn't take their money. <laughs> if somebody wants to tell them that you were sent to them by me, I'm cool with it. So if all you guys out there are getting your insurance through, through pro-liability, um, tell them that I sent you and maybe they'll uh, contact me and want to do a commercial. I'll do a commercial for them. <laughs> I'll sell my soul to pro liability. Depends on how much money, I guess. Anyways, so the the policy just right there, reading that 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 short paper on you know what's covered in my policy was like, oh yeah, okay. And I remembered all the stuff when I looked through it. I'm like, yep, that's what it was. So those are just a handful of them. I'm not going to go too much on it, but um, there's other stuff that you can opt in that I don't think for most people you need to do, like general liability riders, and um, there's um, malpractice for your for the company, the organization that you can get as a rider to your personal li- liability policy. So there's ways if you have your own practice that you can you can get professional liability for your practice as well. To me that sounds like marketing. Because in reality, if you're fully covered for your individual malpractice, that liability attaches 100% to you. Your your company isn't doing the malpractice. Now, some insurance and some attorneys are going to say, "Yeah, you got to get to maximize your your um, effective, you know, um, or I guess to minimize your effective risk score, you're going to want to go ahead and get every policy you can. Well, sure, but sometimes you got to look at the money and the cost. If it was ten bucks, sure, add it on. If it's another thousand dollars, eh, ain't getting it. Not for me. I wouldn't do it. So keep in mind that sometimes insurance um, agents and insurance providers are going to try to sell you more crap. You don't need a general liability policy if you work for a firm that's got a general liability policy. I, I, I'm a pretty safe human being. I'm not, you know, running around tripping and knocking people down in the hallways. I, I, that, that's probably pretty low risk. And my my employer through uh, employment law will, uh, you know, they have to cover that stuff. So I'm I'm not really worried about it. I just want malpractice for me. That's all I care about. But if I was doing like home health assessments and driving, and I was on the job, and I was getting paid for that time and things like that. Yeah, I probably would get a policy for uh, my auto, for my driving. I might even get a small general liability policy just to be safe. That might be a good option. But it's, you know, if I'm going to an office and sitting in an office all day, eh, just give me my malpractice. 
I'm not going to get into too much detail on this. I want to talk about subrogation one day. I think it's something, something we could talk about because you, you read these policies and sometimes people are like, I don't understand what I'm reading. And so maybe I'll read through and find some of the big words that are legal words and just uh, break it down for you and just and, uh, give, give you a Rosetta Stone, if you will, to, to translate it into to real human language <laughs> instead of legalese. It's just meant to confuse people. Anyways, guys, I appreciate everything you guys are doing. I really do. And I love hearing the, the stories from you guys. I love hearing the positive feedback from people, not about me, but about what's going on with you guys. I mean, praising me doesn't do me anything. It really doesn't. What I want to hear from you guys is your problems and your successes and how you're getting it done. That, that to me, is more valuable than someone saying, Jeff, I love what you're doing. Okay, great. That's, that doesn't help me. I want to hear from you guys of what your problems are so that, that um, you know, if I have to run into that problem, God, what do I do? And I, I like being prepared. I don't want to have to, you know, think about it while I'm under duress. I want to have a good plan of, of attack on every side for every issue. And that's impossible. We don't. We can't do that. But if we can do the best we can and try to figure out most of them, man, look how, look how much farther ahead we'll be than, than other professions in healthcare. Anyways, guys, thanks again for supporting this show on the Amazon affiliate link. If you haven't done so, please go do so. Use the website to get there and uh, click on the, the banner. Spend your money, man. Go buy all that, that big Christmas presents you mean it to buy. We're running out of time. I want you guys to use the Amazon affiliate link because that's the best way to support the show. You can donate through the donate button. And uh, if you still want a chronic intractable t-shirt, email me, jeff at the npdude.com. Tell me your size, your location, and your name, your real name, not just your, you know, I'm so-and-so on Facebook. Okay, I need your real name so I can mail it to you. Um, And I'll get those things out to you guys, I promise. And I'm I'm probably going to make another order. As soon as I pick this one up, I'll probably order another uh, two dozen or so of them just to make sure I got some extras. But I'm going to burn through that, that full, whole first order is already spoken for, plus about half of the next order. So I, I need to need to get those ordered again. But I want to see what they look like before I spend more money on them. Don't forget that cost is going to be approximately $25. Um, it's going to be $25 bucks for uh, up through extra large. They're all men's sizes, by the way. I'm not doing women's cut stuff. Unless you really specifically want one and you want to wait, I can order it for you. And uh, you know, if you own women's shape, size, whatever it is, I could do that, I just got to tell them, so 25 bucks, uh, that includes shipping and everything, I'm just going to, it's all included, and uh, if you need a larger than an extra large, it's another two bucks, I'm just going to commit, that's what it's going to be, so it'll be 27 bucks if you want a, a double X or larger, keep sharing and spreading the word, we're close to that 2,000, we're so darn close, but I need you guys. I need you guys to help me get there. I really do. If you want this to succeed, I need people. I need it to grow. If it's stagnant, it's the same people over and over again. Not new listeners. I, it's it's it's. Uh, we're gonna tap out. You guys are gonna run out of ideas. I'm gonna run out of ideas, and it's just not gonna be fun anymore. So I want new people with new ideas, new problems, new concerns, and uh, that's the only way we're gonna grow as a community too. So. I appreciate you guys sharing the show. Enjoy. It's going to be a great weekend. It's a Friday, so enjoy your weekend. If you're working this weekend, be smart, be safe. We'll talk soon.